Yeah, so an FAA certified check ride is when you're with a designating examiner, meaning that designated examiner is ordained by the FAA to give out licenses. Um, a, a, a stage check is an intermediate check in a 141 program, often a collegiate program um, that, you know, so like if you're part 61 and you're getting your private pilot's license, you take one check right at the end and then they hand you your license. If you are like this student in a 141 structured program, um, there may be one or two check rides uh, that are called stage checks intermittently throughout that training when you get your license. Hi, welcome to the Pro Pilot Playbook Podcast. I'm Mike Martin. And I'm Sean Ritchie. And we're here weekly to give you the tips, tricks, and hacks to become a professional pilot faster and cheaper. And uh, we've been asking our viewers uh, for, for a while to send in some video questions because we oh, saw yeah. that on one of our other podcasts. And uh, I think we got one here today. Yeah. Episode 70, by the way. Seven zero. 70 episodes. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, we did. We missed one last week, didn't we? Yeah. We, yeah. We, uh, I don't know. Should we even get into that? I guess we can because it's going to come back. We're going to get it a different direction, but we actually already recorded episode 70 and um, the guest we had decided that he, uh, he didn't want to do it. I thought it was one of our greatest interviews ever. And um, I didn't want to get into, we're not going to mention the subject uh, because we're going to find a different individual to interview on the subject, and it's but but basically he divulged his company name in the interview, which he really thought was be okay, and then he he didn't right. want any blowback from his company uh, uh, on that. So that's kind of what happened. It's unfortunate. It was a great interview, but we we'll right. get somebody else to do that. Yeah, and we've also been super busy flying, and uh, Sean has he's been on an adventure like uh, you've been flying like the most you've flown probably last week in a long yeah. time right on the last episode i think i mentioned that you know november's are my company's busiest month and uh i just did i was on the road i haven't been on the road this long since it's probably been two or three years probably since i owned my own company and was out there you know just hustling but uh right. yeah i just got back yesterday from vegas uh, the F1 races oh, out there. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, was, that was a huge deal. Huge oh deal. Oh, God. So people were getting, you got to understand, to put this into perspective, a lot of people, I didn't understand this. The F1 racing, Formula One racing is a, a, you know, that's global. That's a global sport. It makes the Super Bowl in the U.S. look like a local festival out in Kansas somewhere or something. Right. People from all over planet Earth fly into these races, and I'm talking like billionaires, like sheiks, and you know, guys flying seven fours and stuff come in uh, from the other side of Earth for this thing. Uh, you know, some of the biggest casinos in Vegas, like the Aria, I heard they had hired 30 extra people just to be concierge to the billionaires wow. that were coming in to stay there to be, you know, their little helpers and stuff. Um, wow. But people were getting slots for the private jets at uh, Las Vegas North Airport, at Henderson Airport, which is just south of LAS, and of course at the at the Las Vegas International, Harry Reid International. Um, Where'd you go into? I went into Henderson, but people were getting slots. They were reserving this stuff back in June, and wow. yeah, it was 
it was uh, booked up. So you had parking and everything. I had parking uh, for for three thousand dollars. I got a slot. <laughs> oh Last man! Minute, I was on the waiting list because my guy got his tickets for the race late, but I ended up getting in, and it was just a madhouse. We were supposed to leave uh, yesterday at. Um, I'm sorry. We were supposed to leave Sunday morning at noon. I got to the airport at 11, tried to get my clearance, and they were not issuing clearances because they already had, just at Henderson Airport, they already had 100 clearances issued, and there was like 25 airplanes in line to take off, and the rest of the people were waiting to start engines. We didn't get out of there till 5.30 p.m. It oh, was, man. People were timing out. You know, you have duty time cool. requirements. Yeah. 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 These guys were getting ready to take off and they're like, oh, we're pumpkins. Pull us out of the line. We're going back. And they would time out. Uh, the airspace system was screwed up with flight plans. People were taking the runway, getting ready to depart. And uh, their flight plan was falling out of the system. It was supposed to be four-hour drop flight plans, but nobody changed it. So it was two-hour drop. Plan. And you had to start over. There was nothing the controllers could do. Um, there was a, a bus, bus, a bus caught on a fire, bus right? caught on fire. It was, I saw that on Facebook. It was like the most crazy thing ever. I mean, it was absolutely out of control. Um, but the bus, uh, there was, was a tour bus or something. It was like one of those the people parking? mover, uh, it, oh, it was like a bus. limo bus. It was like a limo bus thing. Actually, I got a picture of it on my phone. Uh, I was out at the jet, but my passenger was standing right there. I got a great picture of it. I'll put it up on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see it right now. <laughs> there it is, the yeah. bus that burnt down at the FBO. And, uh, Armageddon, man. But it's, it's just crazy because when stuff like this happens, these people that own private jets are used to – I mean, that's why you own a private jet. You get to go where you want, when you want. With and minimal delays. With minimal right. delays. So when you're sitting – staring at the ramp full of all these private jets, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of equipment sitting out there, these golf streams and Falcons and challengers right. and the multi-million dollar guy standing there like unable to do anything. He's just <laughs> asking his pilots what's going on and he can't do what he wants. There's a lot of tension in the air. There's a lot of tension in the air. I mean, it's, it gets nuts. Anyway, Man. that's what I've been doing, and uh, now it's the week of Thanksgiving. I got some time off, been on the road a little bit, and uh, we're going to do our first video question for episode 70. Awesome, man. Let's roll it. All right. So here's how it's going to work. We're going to play this thing, and uh, this is from Mark. I'll leave his last name out. But Mark sent us in this question. Hey, Sean. Hey, Mike. My name is Mark. I am 22 years old, currently working on my private pilot's license with the goal of going to the airlines one day. And just recently, I had a safety check, and unfortunately, I didn't pass it. And I was a little bit down, uh, and so I just want to see if you guys ever had any failures in your flying career and how you guys were able to overcome and bounce back from it. All right, Mark. Thank you for sending that in. And I actually had to rewatch this a couple times uh, when he said I failed a, I thought he said safety check the first time I listened yeah. to it. Um, it's a stage check. Stage check is what he's saying, which is a reference to um, part of a 141 flight training program. So I guess before we get into this, we got to unpack a couple things. Um, and this podcast may end up morphing into something like a part 61 versus part 141 type of uh, 
description here in this episode, but uh, a stage check is not necessarily a check ride, right, Mike? You're familiar. You taught 141. Uh, yeah. So yeah, in I flight taught training, pretty heavy in, in yeah. 141, and then that's the pro- I went through a 141 program myself. Okay. Yeah. My flight training coming up. None of my training ever was part 141. Um, it just that's never- why I'm so much smarter. Yeah. Yeah. I was just right. never I was just never exposed to it. I did instruct as an instructor. I've taught 141, but coming up, I was always at these mom and pops uh, schools, you know, and was never exposed to it. Yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, so an FAA certified check ride is when you're with a designating examiner, meaning that designating examiner is ordained by the FAA to give out licenses. Um, a, a a stage check is an intermediate check in a 141 program, often a collegiate program um, that, you know, so like if you're part 61 and you're getting your private pilot's license, you take one check right at the end and then they hand you your license. If you are like this student in a 141 structured program, um, there may be one or two check rides uh, that are called stage checks intermittently throughout that training when you get your license. So that's what he's referring to. And, and, you know, the, the purpose of it is to get you geared up for the actual check ride. Oftentimes, you know, they would make the intermediate checks or the, uh, school check rides a little more difficult than the actual check rides. So when you actually go ride with the FAA, um, you, you're a little more relaxed because you've already done right. everything. It's, it's a little more. The, it's the, a little the, more nitpicky. Yeah, it's you know the way yes. it's broken down. Like if you if you're doing your private pilot 141, you know I I don't have it in front of me, but there's two or three stage checks within the you know. So you have your normal instructor teaching you everything you need, and then you reach like a uh, milestone, a point in the training uh, where this block is broken off, and that now you go fly with either the chief pilot of the 141 or a uh, chief flight instructor or whatever flight instructor who's ordained to give the stage checks and he will go up and just check you on what you've learned in that block of training maybe it was just steep turns and slow flight and whatever and yes he's going to be way more nitpicky uh most times than your actual check ride will be yeah 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 so here's the good news so um uh, it's not recorded anywhere. This is, well, I don't want to say anywhere. It's recorded in your flight training record at, at At that particular flight school, but this is not going into a public PREA database or anything that, you know, uh, anyone has access to through the FA or any of that. Um, it's just internal notes within the flight school. And, uh, um, um, most applications, however, there are some exceptions, but like a lot of airline applications, stuff that I've seen, they just ask the question, have you ever failed a check ride? Well, a stage check is not technically a check ride. They're referring to, you know, an FAA check. Right. And uh, uh, so t- he should be fine in that regard. Now, I have heard some, you know, very specific applications for employment or maybe insurance. I, I, I Insurance might be a stretch, but from may specifically word it, stage check maybe in that I Sean and I discussed off camera we right. haven't seen that yeah uh, I, but we did hear talk to somebody that said they have heard of it being asked right. before yeah in our little research before we hit record we did yeah somebody said that but I personally have never seen it I've seen have you ever failed a check ride on an application and absolutely yeah. I can tell you right now because I'm involved in hiring at my company 
it, uh, the guys running the show wouldn't even know what a stage check is to ask the question <laughs> because most of all of us were part 61 guys. I mean, it's, right. it's not a concern to answer your question on how, how we would deal with it personally. I would never mention it and I would take yeah. it. I would take it as a wake up call to myself that, Hey, either I'm not applying enough attention to this or right. um you know whatever uh, it would be like a self examination thing for me um i would right. not let i would not let it get me down i mean the stage check was is there doing its job um obviously so this didn't happen to you on an actual check ride but right. uh, i would not get yourself all worked up and accept to you know put more energy into doing this thing no, yeah, yeah. I'd say the same thing to Mark. Basically, I would say um, this this career that you're embarking on is a journey. And in some ways, it's a battle. And uh, you're going to have continuous checking and training all throughout your career. I mean, we've been doing it, you know, decades. And we've done dozens and dozens of check rides. Um, and we've seen people do dozens and dozens of check rides. We've observed. I, I taught at uh, 141 school and I I sent students for check rides and you hear all kinds of stories of people failing check rides. If you, if, if Mark just decides to give up after one intermediate thing, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous because the, the, this type of thing happens all the time. Um, and you know, there's all different factors with training and checking. Um, you know, you, maybe he was having a bad day that day. Maybe the examiner was having a bad day that day. I mean, um, uh, but you just got to adapt um, and, and, you know, most people in an interview, I've been in interviews, panel interviews where people fail check rides and they explain it. Um, and they just say, yeah, no, here's what happened. Um, you know, an easy one for, for Mark would be, uh, you know, he's already probably interviewing for some jet job years from now. And right. if, if they did specifically ask about a stage check, you could just say, uh, yeah, I was very new to aviation. I took it. I took it very seriously. I thought, but, um, you know, I was unprepared in this area. Um, and then I took corrective action and then I repassed it and it was a great learning experience for me. And I went on to take, you know, 15 stage checks after that and passed them all with flying colors. And I took all my FAA check rides and it really was eye opening to me to, you know, the level of preparedness that I needed for, for these things and helped me in my career. And I think 99% of all pilots that heard an answer like that would, would not be concerned at all. Now, if, if, if they asked, have you ever spelled a state check or check ride? And then you're like, oh, well, where do I start? And this one, and this one, and this one. And, and this guy was an asshole and this and that. And then this right. one, well, I was hung over when I went and did this one. It's a, right. I mean, that's a problem. But, but you know, one, one blemish like that, especially – it sounds like – I'm just – guessing but this could be mark's first ever stage well that's what that's uh, what i was getting ready to say is hopefully it is just his first one on his private and this is a wake-up call to, to how this industry works and right basically you got to go into all this with your right. best effort go into it every day i mean if you just get just a, a little scooch better every day that's your goal right put maximum effort in um you're gonna leave everybody behind and yes. uh, if if something like this does happen in the future, you have no regrets because you know you put in maximum effort. You had nothing else left to give. And you do that every time. And eventually you're going to realize when you come in and have a bad day and you were just okay 
in your performance. You're still going to be, that's somebody else's perfect. You just pulled off. And yeah, because yeah. every time you're in there, you're doing the best you can. And uh, I wouldn't worry about yeah. it. I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and what I can tell you, um, since we were talking about Vegas, to use a casino analogy, <laughs> um, um, in, in things that I hear and talking with people in my long career in aviation, um, the reason gambling is so great in casinos is advertising. I've never heard of it. What's this gambling? Some, what's this gambling thing you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> is when you go to say Vegas and you win a bunch of money, you tell everybody. You come home oh, and you're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I got him. I got him for two grand. Yeah, it was great. I'm glad that the table was hot and all that stuff." But yep. when you go there and you lose your ass, you keep your mouth shut, man. Nobody yep. knows because you're embarrassed, man. You don't want to tell anybody. Um, check rides are the same thing. So really, I, I, it's impressive too that Mark is humble enough to to film this video to come on and everybody right, and, right. and and let us all you know kind of learn from that. But this kind of stuff goes on constantly. It does, you know. Um, so so uh, yeah, just uh, learn from it and move on and and don't get discouraged. Uh, certainly uh, is not an issue. Yeah, yeah. Great question, Mark. Thank you. And. Um... Yeah, what else we got? Uh, the part well, one, just we were gonna. Look, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we kind of got into a, that. Yeah, I I should probably put a link to that episode. There is already a link to an episode, or there will be a link to the episode. Uh, we already filmed an episode, is what I was trying to say, of uh, part one forty one versus part sixty one flight schools, and uh, just to uh, whatever in a nutshell, put a bow on it. Uh, part 141 flight schools are typically the purpose for them is it was set up by the FAA. It's a regimented, strict, literally right down to your lesson seven. Lesson seven is steep turns, slow flight, pattern work. Uh, and then there's like ground things you're supposed to go over before you fly. And there's flight maneuvers you're supposed to do. And then um, everything is very regimented. There's no way to miss anything. And you have to have a part 141 school to get typically to get any of the uh, financial assistance from, uh, you know, any, any loan program, basically any of the right. stuff for your, for the college, for the RATP uh, stuff, all the, all the schools attached to a uh, to an educational institution. Those are all part 141 schools. Part 61 yeah. schools are your, those are your mom and pop schools out in Kansas or right here in Cincinnati. Right. Um, we have both here in Cincinnati. We've got some great schools here in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. There's some great 61 schools. And, and one exception to what schools. And 141 yeah. that aren't attached to a college. They're just, you can go get your private over there at Lunkin uh, at a 141 school. So which is better We've got, we go over this in that episode too. Um, yeah. Now one exception to what you're saying is uh, ATP is a part 61 school and right. they're huge uh, and they're very regimented, but they've decided for whatever reason that their, their curriculum uh, is better served through part 61. Um, and they also, they offer financing, but well, in, in my general, opinion, to, they've taken, they've taken the requirements for every one of your certificates and ratings. They're using that 61 framework because they know that they have built something way more efficient than a part 141 program. And if they yes. followed a one, one, one program, it would take away from that efficiency that they've totally. designed. Yeah. They've, yeah. they've got a good thing going. And so does yeah. American flyers. But the important thing so is the rest of them. 
the important thing is you're doing flying and you're getting out there and you're getting <laughs> the airport, get things done. I mean, cause there's a lot of ways to skin a cat, but at the end of the day, you know what they say, you know what you call the guy that graduates last in his class at medical school, right? Doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, you, there's, there's a bunch of ways to get it done. You know, we have an online course you can buy that can help you streamline and get into aviation faster. We're also offering some live coaching things on our website, you know, to check it all out. But the big thing is we want to do this podcast, keep everybody motivated to jump into aviation. It's a better time than ever to get in. It's a great career. You know, we, we, we love the feedback. We love your guys' comments and everything. We're now posting shorts. I think everybody saw we're on Instagram and TikTok and everything's really exploding. Right. Yeah, yeah. We've got some great, great guests coming up that I think people are going to really like we're working on. So, and yeah, if you have, great. if you have a question for us, we love the video format, uh, pull yep. out your phone, film a video of you asking your question and you can email us at podcast at propopplaybook.com. And I just thought of a quote, Mark, before we hit the stop button on this. Yep. It's such a great quote. Um, just a little more inspiration for you. Remember, you haven't failed until you stop trying. <laughs> That's excellent. That's right. <laughs> That's All right. right. All right, folks. Happy Thanksgiving. And we'll see you next yeah, week. Yeah, thank you. See you next week. Bye-bye.